hey want to talk about our lord and savior jesus christ let's go Welcome to Dose of Truth. This is a place where we talk about life, glorify God, and enjoy Him forever. So if you guys don't know me yet, my name is E.G. Spelled with a Y-J-I and something about me. I'm still a college student, a graduating college student. And more than that, I'm still a fellow learner of the Word. Someone who's pretty much got a passion for loving God for who He is, um, knowing God for who He is, and appreciating God for what He's done and for all His glory. And that's pretty much the chief end of mankind anyway right to glorify god and enjoy him forever i'm pretty much someone who has high value for his relationship with god and someone who's pretty much a nerd on theology and i guess that's something i want to share with the world so as i rant and talk about life and bible on this platform i guess one of the goals of dose of truth is to really exposit what the bible says about this and that that as faithful as possible to the scriptures um proverbs 25 verse 2 would say that it's the glory of god to conceal a thing and it's the glory of a king to search things out and i guess that's every christian's homework right to pretty much search god out know god more and in a sense deepen your relationship with god in that aspect um we will also be focusing on the life application of the word um Psalm 119 verse 105 says that His word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. So, in a sense, the word is pretty much supposed to guide and shape how one lives his life. It's supposed to answer the question, how does it affect our day-to-day lives? How does it affect how we see politics, um, culture, the world, um, pretty much everything? Lastly, but most importantly... All this will be done to glorify God by making Him more known, not just to the believer, but to anyone who will be listening to this content. And I don't know, I mean, any other motive apart from glorifying God is pretty much, I guess, just me doing it in vain or doing it for clout or whatever. Like, I don't know, personally speaking, if I'm not going to be doing this for God, then I'm just another person person nerding out about theology and life on the internet or something like that so yeah that's pretty much what dose of truth is but it's not without its warnings like for example i think it's going to be important to note that the content that will be put up here will not be in in any affiliation with any church whatsoever Um, most of it will come from the resources and personal studies of the people involved in it like maybe those resources and studies may include materials from a local church maybe not i don't know maybe but yeah anything to get the word out there right anything to get the message delivered secondly it's probably going to be important to note that some of the content may be offensive as duh the bible itself is offensive like if you haven't been offended with the bible by the bible rather oh my gosh my grammar then you're probably reading it wrong i don't know maybe i hope not like it 
may clash with what you currently know it may clash with what you currently believe in but that's okay since we ought to continually renew our mind as we get to know christ more and more every day like we both may not always agree with each other but what's cool about that though is our source of verification is ever so available like it's on google it's on an app it's on print the bible is very accessible here and there so let's both do our homeworks don't take eg's word for it take the bible's word for it take jesus's word for it so yeah that's pretty much what dose of truth is all about but what exactly are the reasons for dose of truth to actually you know nerd out about the bible nerd out about theology and share our passions about theology and life well right now it's december 23rd and and it's a few days away from christmas so it's pretty much christmas season actually it's been christmas season for a long time now but in a sense it doesn't really feel like christmas does it like this year has been a year of despair um lots of violence chaos and sadness are just felt throughout the entire span of 2020 and everyone's pretty much just trying to get a sense or a glimpse of hope out of the situation and it kind of got me thinking i mean this is pretty much what a godless world looks like um if you're gonna ask what exactly does all this have to do with walking away from god i mean everything I, honestly i mean people are too caught up trying to fulfill their own beneficence regardless if it, they step on one another or not. like really how many outcries for justice did we witness within the span of nine months how many cases of corruption have we witnessed how many social injustices were committed within the span of nine months a lot and isn't that an indicator that we live in a fallen world it's not even just limited to my country it's pretty much happening all over the world so yes it is a godless world out there um and moreover you mean you walk away from god then you walk away from the benefits of god for example god is peace so if you walk away from god you walk away from peace and what do you get chaos god is joy you walk away from god you walk away from joy and what do you get despair god is goodness you walk away from god you walk away from goodness and what do you get evil so is it really out of coincidence that all we see around us right now is all that so yeah it's pretty much kind of sad that christmas is hard to to center about the notion of family gifts gathering and joy because how do you enjoy that in the midst of all the things happening around us right now right but what if christmas isn't just about family gifts gatherings and joy i mean those things are great like those things are really something we look forward to every year and for a good reason but religiously speaking christmas doesn't it celebrate something more than just that because if you're gonna trace the religious implications of what christmas is all about it's pretty much about the commemoration and the celebration of the birth of jesus christ on this earth and i don't know i guess personally speaking that's pretty much why 
I can still be joyful in the midst of all this stuff because in a sense light can't come from a dark world by no means can light be produced by a dark world but during the first Christmas light has come to a dark world hope has come to a hopeless world life has come to a dying world because what's cool about Christ's birth is that it's a celebration which only points to something else, something greater, an event that was greater than his birth, which was his passion. Because you want to know why Jesus was born. You want to know why this world needs Jesus. In a sense, the chaos around us is only but a glimpse of the real effects of sin, the real consequence of sin. If anything, the, le- the legal implications and the legal consequence of sin is actually worse than chaos. It's actually worse than what we're seeing around us because according to the Bible, the, the legal consequence of sin is forever rotting and suffering in hell. Um, according to Romans 6.23, the wages of sin, the wages of one sin is death and that death isn't just the physical death wherein like you die and like oh my gosh i'm dead but the death that is talked about in that verse is pretty much yeah hell and that's pretty much bad news for everyone honestly i mean check this out if one act of theft is enough for a person to be legally called a thief which makes that person eligible to merit the penalties of theft then the same principle follows. One act of sin, then, is enough for a person to be legally called a sinner, which makes that person eligible to merit the penalty of sin, which, ta-da, is hell. <laughs> and God is a God of justice. By no means will he leave sin unpunished. Sin was committed, so the penalty must be enacted. And I guess this is pretty much the reason why Jesus was born. Like he didn't have to do that. He didn't have to be born. But God pretty much loved the world so much that he would send his only son to, to die on our behalf, to suffer the penalty of sin on our behalf. Well, what did Jesus do in the first place? Well, to begin with, he lived the life we couldn't live for ourselves. He lived a life with zero sin perfectly submitted to God and more than that he pretty much took the blame on your behalf took your blame on your behalf he shouldered the weight of your sin shouldered the weight of your rebellion and because he legally shouldered the weight of your rebellion he was legally punished on your behalf so there's that substitution that takes place wherein your dirty sinful flawed record was somehow imputed on him and his perfect sinless record was imputed on you so it's as if you didn't do anything wrong anymore everything that you've done before everything that you're ever gonna do afterwards in the future forgiven and I guess that's how we know he loves us the fact that he was pleased to die on our behalf so that we wouldn't 
have to die like that. We wouldn't have to go to hell like that. And what's amazing about all this is that all this is a gift. Forgiveness is a gift. Being declared innocent before God is a gift. And there's really no having to earn it or having to work for it. I mean, logically speaking, how do you respond when someone gives you a gift? You you don't pay for it, don't you? You don't work for it, don't you? You just receive it, right? And how exactly do we receive this gift easy? You repent and believe in the gospel. You repent as in you pretty much abandon the sin you used to love committing. You abandon the sin that you used to love doing. And you believe in the gospel in the sense that you trust that what Christ did for you is enough for you to actually have access to God again, to have a relationship with God again. So it's because of this narrative, it's because of this story, this fact that I can remain in a peaceful slash content slash joyful state, whatever happens, whatever comes my way, because no longer matters what I'm going through. It no longer matters, well, at least for me, how bleak circumstances may get, how tough circumstances may get, knowing that I'll only ever have one ending. I'll only ever have one destina- destination and destiny, which is pretty much in heaven and God's embrace. Whether it's because he calls me home or whether it's because he comes back again, I'm always going to end up with him. And there's nothing that can ever take that away from me. But that is then. In the now, that's pretty much comforting because he did promise to never leave his children nor forsake them. Um, In a sense, he's always going to love you and be there for you just as a father is there for his child and always loves his child. And I guess nothing will ever take God's affections away from me since I didn't even earn them in the first place. He just gave it. So yeah, that's pretty much the gospel message in a nutshell. That's pretty much what keeps Christians going, what keeps us overflowing with all the love and affection for people, even though circumstances may seem bleak. Even though circumstances may dictate that, it's no longer practical because, hey, we have an infinite source of affection, which we didn't even earn in the first place. And pretty much this is the message that we want to unravel and we want to connect to in the podcast because, I don't know, I mean, this message is pretty much what all of theology or at least the legitimate kind of theology point to. So, yay, that's pretty much what Dose of Truth is. And I hope you learn a thing or two in this podcast as we unravel what the gospel message says about this and that. And yeah, let's learn to enjoy God every day and glorify God all the way. See you next time.